welcome to Make Change Fun and Easy with your happiness expert, Samia Bano. This is the podcast to help change makers, coaches, trainers, and healers break your chains of fear so you can create the impact and income you desire with fun and ease. Please make sure you subscribe to enjoy every episode. This podcast is sponsored by the Happiness 101 program. Hello, salam, shalom, namaste, sasrikal, aloha, hola, ciao, bonjour, buna, and privet. It's really, really good to be with you again. And I know, I hope you will be very uh, glad that you have joined us today because we have a very special guest uh, joining us today and we'll be talking about a topic that I'll be honest we haven't dealt with before <laughs> on this podcast so this is a little bit of an experiment for us but um, you know I really hope it's something that's going to be beneficial um, and so that's why we're uh, doing this so what am I talking about? Let me tell you who our guest is, first of all. So our guest is Ponzi. Ponzi is the founder of Forever Well Center. Um, and I will let her tell you more about herself in just a little bit. Um, I will just say, like, right now that, um, you know, our, our primary topic for today is not about what Bonsi does for her work normally, you know, which is holistic <laughs> health, holistic healing. Um, we are going to be covering a different topic. We're going to be talking about um, our loved ones who have passed away and what we have experienced in that context and preparing for the passing away of a loved one or maybe even your own self eventually because uh, both Ponzi and I have recently lost people in our lives close to us and um, you know we have been finding it helpful to talk to each other about our experiences and we hope as I said that it will be helpful for you also so that was my little <laughs> Um, heads up for you on what's coming up with this episode and now I will uh, let Ponzi come up and speak for herself so welcome Ponzi thank you so much for joining us today well thank you so much for having me here this is um, this has been so excited I was counting down to meet with you this evening on the topics that I'm not an expert, but I I know it's one of those we all have to face it. So I would like to share my recent experience with you and your audience. And and I love your opening. I mean, there's just, just a warm and welcome and transparent. Um, your show is going to be different today. <laughs> My background is in wellness and I gave my own title as wellness engineer. My background is really, really all science. 
in human factors engineering, but somehow the calling is different. <laughs> but I kind of merged the two worlds by being creative and blend creativity from my left brain with my right brain. And in the past decades, I discovered that my calling is actually in um, helping other people heal in their wellness world. Um, also, preserving my background, which is from Thailand. I have lived here in the United States since 1980. So I am kind of like born in Thailand and made in America category. I just faced my long lost friend, um, my husband, you know, he ex exa exactly eight months to the day today. He's, he's been gone. You know, the world is now, my world is different without him in it. This is a new canvas for me to, basically I can paint anything I want. But going back to the past eight months, I just want to, to, to emphasize that we all have deadlines. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And to be prepared for that, it's really, 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 really important. My husband and I, um, we were not prepared. Yeah. At, okay. Um, yeah. No, no will. We have no idea of each other passwords. Um, no matter, I mean, if, even if you write it down, I'm sure you're going to face a lot more challenges. Yeah. But um, all I can tell you is there are so many coaches and helpers out there as far as not just supports, but laying down the foundation. Like I, did you know there's a EOL coach? Yeah, tell me more. What is EOL? Hey, thanks for tuning into this episode. Hope you're getting value out of it. For your information, this episode has been sponsored by the Happiness 101 program. Are you a change maker, coach, trainer, or healer? Are chains of fear holding you back from making the impact and income you desire? Using a unique combination of positive psychology and the spiritual wisdom of our most effective change makers, the Happiness 101 program helps you break through your limiting beliefs and manifest the abundance and success you desire with fun and ease. Interested? Book a free Happiness 101 exploration call with me, your happiness expert, Samia Vano. Just use my online calendar link in the show notes. Now back to the show. End of life, coach. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. So big, I didn't even know there's such thing as end of life coaching. Whoa, me neither. <laughs> See, so I can 
share with you, you know, and give you referral. I met this lady probably five years ago through, you know, the, the programs that I was involved in. And I was like, what is this lady all about? You know, I'm like, nobody wants to talk about end of life. You know, why do I want to be coach? But let me get this really, really, really now that I'm facing my own, you know, loss. She so much help if, if I were to talk to her first. But while I was in that Brian Eliason class, it's basically um, entrepreneurial stuff. You know, I'm all about business. All my life, I focus on business first, family second. <laughs> you know, so that program, we we had like a hot seat, and she came up that she wanted to develop this program for end of life. And mm-hmm. I was like, I, I was really turned off. I'll be, I'll scare. I'll like, what the heck? But toward the end of our class, our teacher, our coach, actually hire her. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? His own dad was going through post prostate cancer, final like three and four yeah. stages. So he shared all that information with the students. Yeah. And I resonate with you respect the person who's not well. Mm-hmm. So they actually, that's what the best uh, oncologists, doctors. So in the past two years, I, I follow uh, his dad's path. But mm-hmm. at the very end, his choice was he wants to go on his own term. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, we can't. <laughs> I don't want to attend this kind of meeting. And I got great because of this end of life coach was actually probably guiding him. Yeah. And his dad, how do you want to prepare your final moment? So they actually, I don't think they moved, but they chose this one state, Oregon, I think, that is legal. Uh-huh. And I had an honor to be there as a student to witness his end of life. Mm. It it was traumatic. It was unique. It was like, I, I didn't know what my religion background was at that time, except I know I was born Buddhist, but I'm like, is this the same as taking your own life? You're going to go straight down? You know, but if he knows as a free spirit dad that's always like outdoor hiking Harley Davidson guy and he suffered all those years because of the love I want him to live right so you, you go through I don't know all the treatment chemo modern traditional holistic and at the end he knows he's gonna go one day but he didn't want to suffer so this end of life coach who was his students become the coach and coach them. And it was such an experience that I walked away from that class. It wasn't even a class. He was just like extra invitation. If you want to join my family. Yeah. It was a party. 
all the family, the the brothers, the sisters, aunts, uncle, they celebrated. Dad was basically in the bedroom, coherent, and he knows exactly what's going on, you know. And all it was was a a cup with a pill. And I, and I, I don't know. I mean, if if I were him, would I have chosen that path? I don't know. But as him, you have to respect his choice, how he want his EOL to be. Yeah. Yeah. Without having to suffer, without having to go through financial burden, you know. But that's why, not focus on how you want to go, but. My point is, there are helps out there,、mm-hmm. not just counseling after someone is gone, but prior, before. Yeah. So you can make the decision, not just in the,、uh, you know, financial with the will and estates and、yes. living with, but the process of of before, during, and after, and I'm sure grieving. And all of that is coaching. Yes, yes, it, that's a great point, Ponzi. That there's so much that goes into being as prepared as you can be for your own passing or someone else's passing. I mean, like you said earlier, in some ways, you can never be pre- prepared. Uh, there, there will always be, you know, a certain amount of uh, uh, discovery, uh, things that you will find yourself feeling, or experiencing, or、uh, you know, just things that come up that you didn't anticipate, even if you have done all your preparations. But in so far as we can prepare, a lot of times I've noticed that you know people talk about just the. Logistical things like, do you have a will? Do you, you know,、um, I I know my my father really got into sort of、um, this, and he he discovered that here in America, you know, oftentimes having a will is not enough. You have to like depending on your financial. Uh, condition, you may need to create different kinds of、uh, legal entities like trusts and so forth to like really truly protect your、um, assets and to be able to pass them on to your loved ones after you without their getting taxed and you know having to go all ki- through all kinds of troubles. But That's just one aspect of the kind of preparation you might need. But what about getting prepared at a mental level, at a emotional level, at a at a physical level?、Um, what are some things that you have been discovering or practicing that have been helping you?、Um, Or as you look, if you think about in terms of hindsight, what would you advise somebody、um, to do to prepare? Let's say at a mental and emotional level. Okay,、um, it's kind of overlaps. Yeah. Because the severity of the 
to to how to cope thereafter a, a lost one. Mm-hmm. It also depends on how well prepared for your final departure. Mm-hmm. You know, us we didn't get to say goodbye. We didn't. We we actually had a mini fight just before that night. You know what I mean? So it's it's really deep as far as the guilt, the blame, the shame, shoulda, woulda, you know. So that means for me to help myself out of that regret, I have to do more work in the mental part. Yeah. Compared to someone who's been on, you know, um, who's been ill for a while, yeah. um, that you have a chance to to say whatever it is still on your mind. So you know, you know, love each other, hate each other, forgiveness. Where did you hide the treasures? You know, and, and all of that. Then when when that final day came and you. You know, you part each other. Yes, you you can cope better. So with my situation, what had helped me the most was um, the breathing. Yeah, it's meditation. It's really, you know, there's um, in in Thai, it's like um, it's just like in in any other. You know, there's there's four elements, right? The earth, fire, water. You know, when your body breaks down, everything starts shutting off before you come to that final breath and death. Mm-hmm. Before all and shut down, right? So I just kind of relive that, which is to me, I really go to the core that I have to face that moment one day too. Mm-hmm. So I. Have to be brave and not afraid of death. Hmm. So when I breathe, this is the essence of life. So it's not about going on chanty chanty. It's about um, gratitude. You know, you you can you can say everything and everything from this guru, from that teacher, or whatever, but Without this simple exchange of oxygen, carbon dioxide in our body, and if you're not mindful about these four elements, that eventually everything breaks down and goes away. You no longer can breathe. Inhalation, exhalation. So to me, that's that's what I found the most beneficial is coming to senses that the fourth one is awareness of your breath. It's up to you. How do you want to choose that? More like a guest—the the door, the grief, the darkness, the devil, whatever it is—that take your loved one away, or you know. So it's your choice. If you're aware, are you going to welcome this guest, mm-hmm. or are you going to chase away? As far as awareness of, be mindful of your emotion. Are you sad? Are you mad? Are you angry? Yeah. Then, if you know that moment, uh, you can't go back in the past because what's done is done. Yeah. Go in the present is the breathing, the mm-hmm. breath, 
And if you move forward into the future, that's why when we talked earlier, all that just come into surface once I realize I still have a life to live. Yeah. It matter what it is in the future, whether you believe in reincarnation, you're going to be with God or wherever you go. It's this lifeline between the first breath that you take once you comes out of your mother's womb yeah. and the final So if you hook yourself up to any machine, you know, that's why this graph up and down, you know, we all have our up and down, our up and down. That's what living and life is all about. Mm. So it's up to you whether you want to rely on um, pharmacy, drugs, alcohol, you know, because if you cannot cope, you know, you're going to rely on bandages, which is not a, a, a true help to get out of your situation. Yeah. So to, to your question in short is really being uh, mindful meditation and you can practice it from you know walking meditation sitting meditation even when you're lying down because I learned from the Buddhist monks mm-hmm. and you go you can go so deep and there's so many um, gateways because if not you can really put yourself in in a um, hallucination world mm-hmm. um, if you're not if your mind are not grounded and strong enough that if you hear something, sense something, that could be your mind playing a trick on you, especially if your deep scar from your emotion, from from the trauma. Yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, to be present in the moment, to be grateful for your own breath in the moment, um, that is very very grounding um and as you were talking uh, you know you made me think of like so many different things um i was reminded of you know in the muslim tradition when we hear that somebody passes away the traditional response that we are taught is to say to god uh, we belong and to God is our return and um, and I think there's a similar um, language or teaching in the Christian tradition also um, like uh, from dust to dust or something along those lines and it was just making me think about also like uh, from a mental emotional preparation perspective because you know when you f- feel um, distress and that sense of trauma at losing someone um, those feelings are um, a reflection of how we are thinking and, and what we believe about death you see and so I think what the at, at least like for example these spiritual traditions what they're trying to teach us is to begin to sort of shift our perspective a little bit and uh, to remember as you were saying that you know 
the end is coming for all of us in terms of life in in this world and so if you if you can sort of begin to shift your perspective and to realize that and then um maybe that's part become it becomes part of the preparation as it were for um for you know that that moment um whether it is that you're facing it for yourself or when when it comes for somebody that you love that you realize ah okay okay you know it's like we keep not wanting to face the fact that we all have to <laughs> Right, right. Face this end, but it's actually a, a huge aspect of our reality of our lives, and so perhaps part of our preparation is that we 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 just remember this and we remind ourselves of this because also one thing that you kept mentioning, Ponzi, that you know really touching for me is you know that if you remember this. then you can take action to say what you need to say to express the love that you need to express and you know do what you would love to do uh, you know like you were saying that you are now w- going to make the time uh, to travel and do the traveling that you want because you're not willing to put it off any longer you know right. um, fascination like no i'm not going to leave dirty dishes in the sink you know because then somebody have to clean up after me that's really a motivating plus side you know um but do i have to like be perfect at everything no but it makes you relook at life really different and it and if you have your priority in life your life direction wherever you want to go then you kind of like put a fire on 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 the priority even more instead of oh it could be next day it could be next week because you always can choose um how do i put it people always procrastinate right i i have excuses for everything but if that's what you really 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 want yeah you will manifest it will happen whether yeah. it was money or time off or anything at all yeah all is uh between like my husband and I we're just like okay we still have time you know tomorrow is no promising with the uh, buddhist way as well as like when you chant it's always you're supposed to think about death actually every moment and that's why I really dislike going to buddhist uh service because that's what the monks of Buddha always constantly remind you of because you know deadlines always out there but you don't want to know it you always in denial so every time you chant or something it's also every breath that you take you always think of death and i'm thinking okay i'm learning law of attraction why do i want to attract death now, <laughs> now i know <laughs> you know it's reality Yeah. Yeah, and and you know you just made me think about um from like a Buddhist uh, perspective and uh, and please uh, correct me if I'm wrong I've only studied a little bit 
of Buddhist philosophy and so forth. Um, but you know, one of the core teachings uh, of Buddhism is about how to end our suffering in this life, because it's like life in some ways, life is suffering. If you're alive, if you're living in this world, uh, you will suffer. But the Buddha went on the quest to figure out how to end the suffering, uh, you know. And uh, uh, and one of the, um, the, 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 the lessons that I learned in studying Buddhist philosophy about what the Buddha thought about how to end our own suffering is to sort of let go of our attachment to things that we cannot control and so the thing one of the most um, significant things we cannot control is when we will die or if we will die We, we will die and we don't know when we will die and that's not something that we can control so the more we try to control it uh you know it act that that wanting to control that attempting to control actually becomes a cause for suffering in life and so by letting go of our attachment and our need to control our end of life or to uh, to deny it or to um, you know try and run away from it if we just let that go then we can actually eliminate at least that cause of suffering you are right on I I, yeah that's basically the core Dharma teaching Mm -hmm. and of suffering Nevada Nipana Mm -hmm. so basically you don't want to have to come back you can let's say if you believe in reincarnation you can go to become I don't know angel deva and all that but all of that is also uh, impermanent eventually Mm -hmm. if you have a privilege to become another human because after a physical body is gone you become just a, a form of energy frequency whatever if you let's say come back as another baby you have to have a soul um, to, to be suffering again so the Buddha saw that for thousands and thousands and ten thousand and millions of years so that's why he said being human is suffering but we are here to learn the lessons yeah why I, I, I came up with you know do good for good. Don't just do good for you, for you, or for you. I do good because it's a good thing. Do good for good. Yeah. And not to worry if there's a next life, if there's a next galaxy. We all know now, you know, with all the telescopes and, and uh, satellite, there's uh, many, many other possibility of other lives besides human exist somewhere. So who is there to say after we transform into this invisible light of energy, we're not going to be floating out to another galaxy or universe? You know what I mean? So it's pointless to argue all of that. But just do good while we're here. 
yeah yeah so to stay present in the moment i i think that is another really huge emphasis in buddhist teachings is it not that you know like you were saying to 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 focus on your breath to be grateful for the breath that you have right now and so then that way you can let go of your worries of the future of what might be coming or what is coming and just right. be present in the moment yeah but i'm not the Buddha's teaching is basically the law of nature. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, life with this without oxygen or chemical exchange, you know, just breathing. That's it. But people uh, capitalize on this, you know, breathe this way, do it that way. I'm like, to me, <laughs> whatever works. Yeah. Whatever works. But getting back to, you know, supports is out there. The more you prepare, just like doing homeworks in any subjects, if this EOL subject, the more you prepare, the more you're going to be straight A student. If you're not prepared like me, I flunk all the way. <laughs> so I, I just like, okay, I'm not really smart at this topic, but guess what? I can repeat this subject, this class and get better at it. Yeah, and I will say, Ponzi, that you have not flunked. I mean, yes, <laughs> it was very shocking for you and it was a very, very difficult time. But the fact that you're here, you're talking with us about this, um, you know, this is proof that you had enough strength, you had enough know-how, you had enough capacity to deal with even that trauma and to, you know, uh, you did what you could do and it it has brought you to this to this point and you're going to continue to do better i trust that and you're going to continue to heal and and learn and grow from that so you have not flunked i don't think so <laughs> oh you didn't see me the first month <laughs> no, no. uh but uh, all in all um it's, it's really, it, it's, you know, it's, I don't even know what to say. It's, it's like, I, I become, I become an example for other people. My clients, they all learn from Russ and I now. Mm -hmm. it's, it, we, we, just couldn't happen. No way that Ponzi's in the wellness world. No way that her husband's gone. She's a wellness coach. She's a wellness engineer. Her husband is Dr. Russ, you know? So sometimes we're just like, wow, if, if, if it can happen to them, it can happen to us. Yeah. So we're indirectly transforming many lives so yeah. far. And that's something yeah really appreciating about you Ponzi because as hard as it has been for you you are still finding that in your heart that compassion and that um, will to help other people even now uh, thank you so much for that I so appreciate and thank it yeah I appreciate you because for me to talk about my own experience it's it really is a true healing journey and i hope 
you and your audience can, you know, can not just having sympathy, empathy, kindness, and all, but take take what you can, you know, even one thing, you know, to to improve your life, your current life, even just knowing how to breathe better, yeah. and um, all these resources that I have. None of it's going to be helpful if you're not grounded. If you you're not stable, um, because if we were going to talk about well, how how did we prepare the will and all that, you you can get online, you can go anywhere. And the best resource is actually the funeral home. And I I would never even thought about that, but after I approached them, the way they approach me, I'm like, wow. And everything is basically all free. It's, it's like right here. <laughs> how how to select certain things? You know, like how do you want to be buried? How do you want to be remembered? Uh, the the statistics. The I mean, I'm like, wow. I don't even need a lawyer. <laughs> and um, yeah counseling and all that too if you just have your neighbor your best friend that can understand you just need to not grieve alone talk yeah. about mm. groups always out there you know you, you, you don't have to to go through this alone yeah yeah you know sometimes you want to be alone for some time and that's okay but um, eventually you know the path to healing is to go back out into the world to reconnect with other people um, because we are by nature we are social creatures we are not meant to live alone for extended periods of our of time or to suffer all by ourselves for extended periods of time so if you need to be by yourself for for a few days a few weeks um, you know take that time but uh, also just try to keep in mind that um, eventually you will want to begin to take steps and reach out to other people and reconnect with other people and get help and support and um, you know one thing that um, uh, my gosh who was I, I was talking about this with one of my um, cousins um, who uh, recently lost her husband so my brother-in-law basically passed away and in his case also it was a very sudden um, passing it was unexpected he was um, in his 40s so like a young person but um, in any case one of the things that my cousin was sharing is that um, you know not everyone is willing or able to talk to you about everything in terms of like there, you have like so many different needs in, in this kind of a situation you need so many different kinds of help like 
some in in some cases you know you may need legal help legal advice uh, because complications might arise in that direction and let's say you have a family member and they love you and they care about you but they're not a legal scholar they're not a lawyer so they may not be able to talk to you about that and help you in that uh, context but they can support you in other ways um you know there might be other kinds of help that you need that uh you know your lawyer cannot provide you right um right. you know so there's like going to be different people who can be there for you in different ways and um so just kind of try to stay open to receiving love from different people in different ways you you're right on and i was i wasn't there for for that since i'm always giving helping other so my cousin came that same day she about to smack me if she could she said you've been giving all your life it's your turn to receive because i was pushing her you don't have to spend a night here you don't have to help me i will manage to live in this house you know and and the way it is and she 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 know i would need somebody especially the first day or two so she grabbed my cell phone she programs everything she go when's your trash go out what day what time when do you feed your dogs when do you feed your george the we got a tortoise the fish and and i didn't even think of that because when you're so fragile you don't even know time of day day of the week because you have to to deal with legal crap you know like you know so offer help because she had done this before to her other friends and clients but i was turning her away So you were right, you know, accept help when when you need it and even like the funeral expense when they just gave me the money I feel like I am not a charity case. Russ is not a charity case. We are very private people. We we don't ask for help. Mm-hmm. You know, reality set in when she said you've been helping many other it's time to receive. Yeah. And that was greatest lessons in, in this part of life yeah. because i do need help financially emotionally you know it, it's just a simple thing as programming the cell phone to feed the animals you know yeah. take the trash yeah, yeah. not yeah. just paper stuff and stuff and lawyer stuff so you were right mm-hmm. it, yeah and support each because people don't know what to say to you yes. if they never face even if they face it yes they that's, don't know what to say that's so different yeah so, yeah but as long as you don't like you said if as long as you don't say uh alone for so long or if you really know you do need help mm-hmm. then you professional help mm-hmm. this other incident too is over like a year or two she never left this the couch mm. 
We haven't even gone out to eat and buy grocery. Her her family basically bring groceries to her because she, her husband on that sofa, yeah. unexpected. So yeah. she attached to that, and she doesn't know how to grieve. And yeah. Finally, they have professional help. Yeah. yeah. And after a year or two, she finally came out of the house and starting with you know moving the furniture, painting. No, I don't think they went as far. The the counselor basically, the therapist said, "What's one thing you would like to do?" She said, "I would like to sleep in my own bed," but it was like she didn't know how to grieve. She didn't know how to come out of that, you know, bubble, sadness. Yes. So yeah. sometimes, to a certain point, I I may so need help because I don't know when it's gonna hit me. Yeah. Or somebody, if you know you are suicidal or something, please reach out. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes reaching out for help is the most courageous thing you can do. I know from my experience um, as a survivor of abuse. Uh, I I swear to this day. I believe that the hardest thing I have done so far in my life is to ask for help. That first time that I asked for help, I, I mean, oh my gosh, it's a big I, step. It's a huge step. It's a huge step. I felt so ashamed. I'm like, why? Why is people sending me money? I'm not a charity case. We're not a charity. And and my son actually said, "Yes, you are. You like poor. You're destitute. You have no money. You don't even know how to bury Papa. There's no money. So yeah. So listen, if, if, if that's it's, it takes bravery beyond bravery to ask for help. Yes. Yes. And uh. accept. Yes, to accept it. Ah, indeed. Yes, to ask for help takes humongous courage, and then to accept the help uh, in different forms that it comes. That also takes lots and lots of courage. Yes. Ah. Well, I hope topic is not too too heavy. <laughs> But it is facts of life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, my God, um, you know, we could keep talking about this, and <laughs> I think uh, maybe for today we will wrap up. Uh, we're we have been talking for quite a bit of time. Um, well, I, I don't. Have- <laughs> enjoying your company and yes, me too, me helpful too. someone. Yeah, uh, I'm getting to know you. You get to know me, and I know my my purpose is bigger than life now. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, yeah, I'm so excited to be going on this kind of medical retreat, and then we'll see what. Tomorrow will bring. 
Yes. One day at a time. Yeah. Yes. I know this is part of my quest. Part of my quest. And to meet me just before all this happened and to reconnect again, I'm so honored to be on your show. Thank you, Fonsi. Thank you so much. Um, and you know, maybe we'll bring you back so we can keep talking. And because I, I really do feel that this is a really important um, issue for us to address and think about and and um, talk to each other with. Um, and you're so right so many of us don't want to face it we don't want to deal with it but it's so important to do so we'll see maybe we'll keep talking about it in a future episode for now i will just remind our listeners to please check the show notes as i will add bonsi's links in there so if you uh, think she may be able to help you or support you in any way please get in touch with her and uh, i'm here of course too um yeah and until we connect next time i just wish you lots and lots of peace and joy <laughs>